0: Fine.
1: Fine. Fine. everything's fine everything's fine everything's fine everything is fine hey everybody everything's fine hey everything's fine relax everything is just coming fine. to you live from the 215 I am Kyle always with my man Mark Henry the eight. The 8-0 man single-handedly slayed, stabbed, killed the dragon that is Vegas. Went 8-0 on Sunday in his NFL Picks. I am in love with Jalen Hurts. I don't care who knows it. And before we get into that, we got to talk about Taproom. Are you tired of Drizzly <laughs> and Go Puff Bees? If you are and you like hard-to-find beers, hard-to-find seltzers, hard-to-find kombuchas, you got to go to Taproom, t a p r m T-A-P-R-M.com. Use promo code FINE50, E-H-I-N-E, 50, for $50 off a delivery of $100 or more. If you get it in by four, they'll get it to you delivered. All right. Thank you, Taproom. Mark. I've always told you I'm not a my guy like 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 players aren't really like ever my guy. Like I like Joel Embiid, but like I'll be here longer than Joel Embiid will. So I don't really invest in players. I've uh, I've pushed that to the wayside. Jalen Hurts is my guy. (laughs) Jalen Hurts is officially my guy as a guy who's not a big my guy guy. Coming into this season, the most important question we needed answered has now been answered. Can Jalen Hurts be the guy? Can he be the franchise quarterback? And if you're not at least thinking he's the future for this team, then that hate in your cynical heart, man, you got to let it out. I'm not saying he's going to be a future All-Pro, but right now, sitting here, talking to you with the casting couch right behind you, (laughs) I think Jalen Hurts looks like a quarterback that could lead a future team to the Super Bowl thoughts
0: i think it'd have to be a very specific team um but i said it yesterday um i, I believe i tweeted it um I, I said now i'm not this is not me saying jalen hurts is the guy definitively is the guy next year and going forward i'm not going to definitively say that yet i can't definitively say that where's your guy meter but there's a better than 50 50 chance that he is the guy i i think Ooh. that you have to say that at this point i i think that I'll go 60, 40, Uh, 60, 40. I'm okay with that. I'll go 60, 40. He's the guy. And like I said, it's gotta be specific, but you know, uh, and Nick Sirianni has finally seemed to to realize this over the last four weeks. NFL head coaches should not have a system that no matter what they have to fit square pegs into round holes and try to force Jalen hurts to be Peyton Manning and drop back and throw 50, 55 times and run the ball four times like they were to start this season. When you use Jalen Hurts the way you should, which is in a running offense, in a way that you get third, you get to third and manageable by running the ball, by short passes, not taking chances downfield that are going to hurt you. And then on third down, you let the best third down running back in football in Jalen Hurts get around the end and get some first downs rushing. The, his ability on third down is unbelievable. They came into this game sixth in the NFL in third down percentage. I don't know where that, you know i don't know where we are after that game we were we started out 6 for 7 i believe on third down so i'd have to imagine that that performance helped us we were the lowest or we were the uh we were the highest rated team below 500 on third down or 500 or below on third down this is this is a team that's better than its record and the reason they're better than its record is because of their schedule they played and because of the schedule they have upcoming. And we've talked about the schedule upcoming ad nauseum, We'll talk about it ad nauseum in this podcast and for every podcast the rest of the year, I'm sure. But you look at the teams we lost to and you look at the teams we have remaining and it's it's easy to look at it and say, this is a better than five and six team. This is a team that's above 500 in my opinion in terms of, you know, the talent level and skill, where they're at and how they're playing. And Sirianni is, like I said, he's adjusting his scheme to the players he has. And you can kill... Siriani for not figuring that out earlier. You can kill Jonathan Gannon and the Eagles in general for not figuring out that Davion Taylor and TJ Edwards are by far our two best line- linebackers and maybe our best linebackers since Nigel Bradham wasn't an idiot. Uh so uh, these guys that weren't playing earlier in the year, you could kill and you say why would you play Eric Wilson? Why would you play these guys over those guys? Or you could praise them for making adjustments. It's a half glass full, half glass empty type thing. Uh, but I- I'm choosing to be half glass full right now, and I don't know how anyone couldn't be A- after these last four games with Sirianni and with Hertz. And uh, I mean, we, we said Hurts is the most important thing right there, neck and neck with that is Sirianni. And I, I could not be happier with Sirianni right now. It- it's the emotional roller coaster. This podcast has been on with Nick Sirianni is it- something else. He he you know, he puts our he puts our shirts on. Uh, I mean, then, then we uh, we had to come out hard against them a couple weeks after
1: that. <laughs> he's three and one since a flower analogy. It's unbelievable
0: the 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 ride that Nick Sirianni has taken us on this season. I mean, uh, it's 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 wild. It really is wild. Our, our bits, the bits stopped, kind of right. They did. There wasn't a,
1: no more visor.
0: You know, maybe maybe he was too focused on the bits. Maybe he's yeah. a bits. He's a bits guy, and he had to get that out of his system.
1: Still gonna write the prologue to the to the sequel of the Bryce Harper how to pander to the city of Philadelphia. I mean, I'm, we got a uh, we got a Flyers hat last last press conference last week. We'll probably get a Sixers hat. We'll probably get probably a Union hat. I, I heard there was a big goal this weekend. Uh, yeah. I would definitely see him wearing a Union hat. Um, we gotta update the uh, was Seamus right? Uh, Seamus was wrong. Hashtag Seamus was wrong. <laughs> All right, we gave our due we gave we we said we were wrong, uh, or I said I was wrong about a month ago. Seamus was right. Hashtag Seamus was right when he wrote that article about Nick Sirianni being a one year head coach. Well, now uh Seamus was wrong. Hashtag Seamus was wrong. When I go back to Jalen Hurts, I think like the talent is the most important thing in the NFL. That and, and the talent is, is is up there, but it's not really where you want it in terms of like pocket passing, you know, all pro quarterback and whatnot. But the locker room having your back to me is just as important. And we know Carson Wentz for the most part, never did had some guys in his corner. Uh, Kelsey. I feel like Lane was a big Carson guy. Uh, uh, Ertz was a big Carson guy, probably some of the wide receivers, maybe a, a ward or whatnot. How couldn't he be? He re- researched uh, Greg Ward's career, basically great gave Greg Ward a career, but I think Goddard was to Goddard. Probably Dor- Dakota boys, if you think Carson Wentz was a Super Bowl quarterback at one point, and in 2017, he was, and you compare those numbers to the four, the first 14 games, which we saw, those numbers were going around this whole week and everything, and Jalen compares, and they're very similar. Some are better than Carson Wentz's level. I don't see how we can't reach a, a game in playing into February. Like, This might not be the year we make a run for the playoffs, but this team isn't far from turning it around. We have Lane Johnson, Dickerson, Maelotta for the foreseeable future. We got Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, Slay for a couple years. You said Davion Taylor and TJ Edwards. They're kind of shoring up the linebackers. Three first-rounders, if he is actually the guy, three first-rounders to, you know, maybe get another wide receiver threat, maybe replenish the defensive line a little bit, maybe go and, and get somebody in the secondary. Um, You know, how he has a year like 2018, where he hits on trades, he hits on free agency. Mark, we're looking at another Super Bowl run. I'm <laughs> I, I, Mark, I, I'm saying something right now. When you control the run like the Eagles do, who says this Eagles team can't be the 2020 Titans and make a playoff run? We just saw, I mean, if you watched that film yesterday, And you give it to like some alien who just like came down from space and go, Hey, that Saints team is the number one rushing defense. They'd call you crazy and they'd probably vaporize you.
0: I think it was, uh, I think it was the second quarter or early or middle of the second quarter. I saw a tweet that the Saints were giving up 72 or 73 yards per game on the ground and the Eagles had to already had 73 mm-hmm. yards uh, on the ground at that point. So They've
1: three of the top four rushers, the other one being CMC, of the most yards they've given up to rushers between Miles Sanders, who's number one, Jalen's three, and then Jordan Howard's uh, four. Well, it's a good thing Miles Sanders gained those yards because <laughs> I wanted to see
0: him out of the city at, at about 230 or whenever that was. To turn a 14 nothing game with the ball into a 14-7 game is just like, man... I don't care if he rushed for a hundred yards. Uh, you got to figure it out. And then he tries to fumble again, like a quarter later. Uh, it was unbelievable. That guy is just a mental midget, in my opinion. Sorry, to the Penn your, State fans.
1: Get your six games in because he he's not coming back next year. So get your get your Miles Sanders hate him. Which I did. I the one thing I did like was the Sirianni game plan where it was like, hey, we're gonna run Miles in the beginning, and then when this defense is gashed. Jordan Howard's coming in and just running all over. I mean, you could see it when Jordan Howard, I think they started within like the 20. Jordan Howard like rattled off like three straight yards of like seven, uh, Suresha Carey, excuse me, of seven yards or more. And they should, they flashed to one of the linebackers mouthpiece out. He's gasping for air. This guy's going nuts. You got Jordan Mylata throwing Marcus Davenport out of the club, the new bodyguard. Like the, the, the big uglies are the unsung hero of this team. I can't wait to get off this podcast. I would love to get off this podcast right now so that I can go watch some body breakdowns because the body breakdowns are going to be awesome. Whether it's the Jordan Mailata one-hand pancake or um, Jason Kelsey just fucking shouldering that guy who wasn't even his guy. He feels like he just like wanted to hit somebody and then get into the second level and throw in that guy. Oh, man. I love this fucking team.
0: And Jordan Mailata, I had a tweet like get way more buzz than I expected it to yesterday. It's funny, like you'll send out a tweet that you think is like great, and you'll get like four likes, and then you send out a tweet that's just like whatever, and it goes like not crazy, but like people are people think it's funny. I sent out a tweet after the Mailata fight with Marcus Davenport, um, where I think Mailata got the best of him there. Um, I I said that Jordan Mailata thinks that football is rugby, and I don't want anyone telling him otherwise. (laughs) I I don't want anyone trying to explain to him that this is a different sport. Just keep. Doing rugby shit out there, Jordan. Uh, just just insane. It's a mountain of a man. Um, and then, yeah, the whole O-line uh, looked incredible. And it goes back to shit that I was saying in the offseason where there, I couldn't believe that our over-under was six and a half. Uh, we need two more wins, by the way. I couldn't believe our over-under was six and a half because we are so good on the trenches. Has that lived up to, to you know, to snuff on defense? No. Our defensive line has not been very good. Um, so, You could say that that's been disappointing, but our offensive line has been very good, uh, at least when healthy and our offensive line has been great these last couple of games. And and that's been the the strength of the team. Uh, We we were told all week about this front seven for the saints and they absolutely creamed them. They dominated them from start to finish in that game. Uh, So yeah, it's hard not to feel great about this rushing attack and great about this offensive line. Even if we don't feel great about the running backs in, in the game, because when you have an offensive line, as good as what we have, And when you have a threat like Jalen Hurts at quarterback to run, the defense is never going to be able to focus on Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard Mm -hmm. and Boston Scott and running backs. They're always going to focus on Jalen Hurts. And that's a lot of what I know Sean Payton was talking about all week, was saying, like, we have been practicing all week with, like, Taysom or whoever playing the Jalen Hurts role. Like, we're going to QB spy, yada, yada, yada. Clearly didn't work. Three rushing touchdowns. I don't know how many yards. I think, like, somewhere in the 80 range. But uh, Jalen Hurts was getting whatever he wanted on third down, whatever he wanted in the red zone, and obviously fucked around and broke some ankles out there uh, towards the end. That was incredible.
1: Mark, how many people can make – how many quarterbacks in this league can make that that play? Three. That play that he made? Three. That, that was a signature moment right there. That's when I was kind of like, holy shit, we've got the guy. I mean, they're still finding Carl Granderson's ankle ligament on the field <laughs> an hour after the game. That was that was awesome. Then he picks up the jersey. Someone throws to him. Someone also threw a marker to him. I wish he would have signed it. It would have been an all time video. Uh, okay. And he's just he's just holding his jersey. Like this guy's feeling it right now. He's feeling it. He's 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 feeling like the franchise guy. He's acting like the franchise guy. You know, it must suck to interview him after the games because Adam Amin is trying to get like you know a soundbite out of him right now. He's like, I think he asked him about like, hey, you know that run? How about that run? He's like, all oh, about the win, baby. And Adam Amin's probably just like, what the fuck? Just like choking Mark Slareth right now. It's like, give me a quote. Yeah, he he
0: he learned from Saban. I mean it's pretty, it's it's true. pretty clear. The the rat poison that that he he's referred mm-hmm. to in the past with the media, it's pretty funny. I um I, I don't
1: think we give I, I don't think we look into it as much that he played in the Philadelphia version of college football in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And the fact that like Philadelphia. Won't be able to affect him. Me and you criticizing him, the radio sports callers criticizing him, the writers, blah blah blah, whatever. Like he said it, like I think week four or five they got trounced by somebody. Might have been after the Raiders game, honestly. He's just like, we're we're not far from from being something special. Are they special? I don't know. Um, are they better than what they what their record shows? As you said, hell yeah. And like that's and and this kid has always stayed the course the whole season i'm i'm telling you i'm not a my guy guy but he's my guy and if he sucks i'm gonna be hurt this is the first time i'll be hurt in a long time i'll tell you that oh i get i get hurt frequently gotta stop Um, having guys
0: (laughs) no i never will i never will um that's that's the that's the the penalty of being a draft guru (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's you find these guys and you, and you attach yourself to them. But, um, uh, yeah, I, I think that the thing with Jalen and we've said it all year, we said it all season. If Jalen Hurts doesn't work out, it will have nothing to do with anything in his makeup, anything in his personality, anything intangibly, just anything that is between the ears or behind the scenes. It will have nothing to do with that. He will work hard enough to be as good as he's going to be. He will be a leader. He will be liked in the locker room. He will say the right stuff to the media. He will say the right stuff to the city of Philadelphia to get them to buy in on the guy. Now it's just down to the field. So when you take all that extracurricular bullshit that we so frequently have to talk about in Philadelphia out of the discussion and just focus on what's going on on the field because you know he's an A-plus in every other category off the field – it makes things a lot more simple because mm-hmm. last year when you're talking about Wentz and you're talking about like, oh, is it this? Is it the statue? Is it the – does he have a painkiller addiction? Does he like – people just coming up with all these bullshit like uh, you know theories and conspiracies because it wasn't just on the field with Wentz. And we knew that. It wasn't just like, oh, he'll just fix it on the field and we don't have to worry about anything else. We knew – And Doug the- said that. In the- yeah, p- exactly. In
1: the- yeah, in the uh, Ryan uh, Rosillo interview. Doug-,
0: Doug, absolutely. He brought up the statue himself. Like he yeah. – he uh, obviously let, laid some credence to that, and so did the reports. I mean, we heard all the locker room reports constantly about Wentz, and you're never, you're never gonna hear that stuff about Jalen Hurts, even if it's fake news like about Wentz. You're never gonna get those reports about Hurts because everyone seems to be bought in and behind this guy. And I don't know how you couldn't be. He seems like a a like just a supreme leader, and just like a guy that you'd wanna,
1: yeah, like he's a Dog of the, the yeah, Philadelphia locker yeah. room. I don't. Supreme was not.
0: Supreme was not the word I was going for, and I. It's just like I. I lost the word I had in my head. And Kim supreme, Jong hurts. Supreme. Supreme leader. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> out to your supreme leader. I meant to. I meant to say superior. Supreme came out. Oh my god. Ah, uh, Jesus. But uh, the 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 highlights he makes. Or like you said, there's three guys in the league that could do that, and I, I I always come back to it. The way he runs around the sidelines is unbelievable. I, I've never seen a quarterback, you know, get a couple extra steps in every single time like he can, and, and it's just always helpful in the red zone to to kind of. He he did it in this game where the game, the play that wasn't called a touchdown that they had to review ended up being a touchdown that that shouldn't have been a touchdown. And then, uh, and then, obviously, he has the couple plays on third down where he gets around the edge and, and gets a few more yards than you expect. It's hard not to be uh, – I mean, Jalen Hurts is my guy, too. Uh, it's hard not for him not to be a, a guy for everyone that's supporting his
1: team. This could be a very um, sad podcast if uh, he ever becomes not the guy. This could just be I, us just I, yelling into the void. I have a bad feeling about next week. Well, shut up. Keep it buried deep down. Um, Hurts does this fake juke where he plants his foot in the ground every time, and it scares the ever-living shit out of me that he's going to tear I'm knocking on wood as I'm talking about this. I don't know if you can hear it. I'm knocking on wood. Um, Nick Sirianni better be in his ear when they play at FedEx Field that that fake juke shit ain't happening, okay? But every time, you're exactly right. He usually runs pretty well. Took a couple brutal hits yesterday. He Lowered his head on one. Right, no, guys, midsection. I was like, "Please get up." There was another time where, like, I'm just worried that like his his knee is going to grab at the turf. So, if we can maybe clean that one up a little bit, maybe not step so fast. But then again, the guy also wait. The guy also squats 600 pounds. So, like, you know, him tearing an ACL, and me tearing an ACL, it's a little different.
0: It's kind of funny, like, and I think I said this before. I just like don't I don't get that feeling watching him. Really? Like, I I don't get Every that time. whole. I don't do like it doesn't cross my mind even like the oh I hope he doesn't get hurt and maybe that's a little bit just because he hasn't gotten hurt before maybe if he got if he got hurt that would immediately change that and maybe it's just because like I said I don't think he's definitively the guy and maybe if he was Carson Wentz from a couple years ago and the whole franchise was built around him and I knew he was the guy and you know he was the face of the city and the face of the team maybe I'd be more concerned every play. Right now, I think we're living in a in a sweet spot where he's proving himself. Like, I, I don't feel that way about him yet. Like, if he gets to an All Pro level or he gets to a Pro Bowl level or he gets to a level where the Eagles are a contender, and then he were to be doing that stuff, maybe I'd be like, "Ooh, you know, be careful. Don't you know, sacrifice a couple yards here and there to to be healthy." But right now, I'm loving the balls to the wall, just like run around and go make some shit happen. Uh, you know, I, I maybe that'll change. And obviously. Uh, I'm not, I'm no stranger to watching sports like that. We we have Joel Embiid on a sports team here. So I, I, I definitely understand that that's what it's like. And I was like that with Wentz uh, after the ACL 100%. I'm um, just not that way with Hurts yet. I hope that that stays that way. I hope mm-hmm. I, I'm never that way with him.
1: I always had this thought while I was watching the game. Uh, and obviously, the Eagles had three takeaways yesterday. So you know how like saw- ta- taunting penalties are like a big thing right now? Mm-hmm. How are taunting penalties not enforced when they get a takeaway and every defender runs down to the end zone?
0: It's in the rule book. That's in the rule. No, <laughs> it that, makes zero sense though. It's insane. It's insane. The whole taunting thing is complete nonsense and it's, it's the worst thing in the world. And you know, I I, I don't care. Someone on Fox PHL, the gambler, uh, his name is Pat Callahan. And he did a show with John Jansen on, on Sunday mornings. I produced two Sundays ago. It was after the the bears incident. Uh, yeah. with the with the, the ref and I guess this is just like the generational gap uh, I don't know how old he is but he started out that conversation with like can't guys just go back to their sideline and do they really have to to flex after a play <laughs> and me and John Jansen were just like yeah I mean Chuck Benton Eric stood over a guy's dead body <laughs> in 1960 <laughs> like and he tried to do the whole like we didn't seem to have these problems from 1950 to 2010 yeah. Like 2000, it's like, yeah, well, you did. Remember it that just wasn't TV cameras? Like. Remember
1: that Vikings uh clip that went viral like a couple weeks ago where the guy scores a touchdown? I think about it, a friend target and He just launches the ball at the at the player and uh, it starts <laughs> yeah, this whole yeah. brawl. Yeah, it's like, well, that's 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 taunting right there. But the <laughs> yeah. thing is also it's like these guys play this insane game with a mm. ton of adrenaline, like a ton of adrenaline. You're walking out of the of the smoke of the of the smoke show out of the tunnel. Into 60,000 people, into like a gladiator kind of like setting and whatnot. These guys have insane adrenaline going. They've worked all their lives to get here. They're like the .001% to get here. Maybe let them, you know, exhaust a little bit of energy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe let them point at a defender who was probably barking down their fucking throat two plays before saying how he's going to rip their throat out. Maybe, maybe let them point at him like the Chiefs-Cowboys game where they threw the threw the taunting flag there. Yeah, stop with the stupid taunting stuff. And the funny thing is, the guys on the committee are like, yeah, we 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 kind of wanted to put this in. We didn't think it was going to be this bad. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. And it's funny the of davenport fight didn't get a flag. That <laughs> was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. Like, I was like, wow, maybe the NFL's turning a corner right now. I want that officiating crew on every single Eagles game. The fact that yeah. those guys can just wrestle –
0: I didn't. I didn't notice any pl- any call that whole game. That I was Mm-mm. like, that's terrible. I thought Jalen Hurts got hit out of bounds one time. That I was like, eh, could have been a call. But I, yeah, I wasn't. I didn't sit around yelling about the refs that game. Maybe that's because we were winning. But
1: two, I, two I, for two on 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 the first two touchdowns for the Eagles. That Goddard one, he was on top of Quan Alexander. That should have been a touchdown. Yeah. And then the Jalen Hurts one, like you you referenced the run, that should have originally been a touchdown. But. You're right. But
0: the Goddard, the Goddard one was hard to see though in real time. I, I didn't think he was in. Um, the first time, like in live action, like I, I thought he was down. But yeah, the replay showed he, he was on top of him. My fantasy team really would have appreciated that touchdown. But I, I also after that play, we were on the one yard line and we, we obviously QB sneaked it with hurts and we got in. But there was a flag. Yeah. I was so sure that that mm-hmm. flag was going to be false start. and We were going to have to go from the sixth, and we should have challenged the Goddard yep. touchdown. I was, I was so sure that that was the we real. I going agree, hundred no, percent.
1: didn't. Um, the, uh, what, what'd you think of the, um, the Goddard extension? Um, it's when you don't have a multitude
0: of young players that, you know, are going to be here in three or four years. Those are the kind of decisions you have to make. And those are the kind of contracts you have to give. He certainly did not give us a discount. No, he didn't. Um, He's getting top
1: three money. Top two. Uh, I think it's, I think he actually, I think he makes more than Kelsey. It's Kittle, Kelsey and uh yeah kelsey if you're if you're listening out there travis kelsey um fire your agent because i looked at kelsey's guaranteed money holy shit it was like 22 to 25 million and and goddard's getting like 35 what does kyle pitts get 100 is kyle pitts gonna Uh, get 100 million dollars oh we'll see i mean he's he's
0: been so off and on this year but they need an actual quarterback my ride's so cooked um but he yeah he's gonna be ridiculous in a couple years and then um, I'm, I'm trying to think, is there any other tight ends that have like need, need to be paid? I guess not. I guess not. No young, ones. no
1: fan. I don't know. I don't really follow. Nah, nah,
0: not like, not like TJ this, Hawkinson. I think he got paid, uh, Hawkinson. I think less though. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, but like I said, you kind of have to do it when you're in the Eagles position. And when you know that how many players, right. Just sitting, like throw out the conversation. How many players right now on this Eagles team are you sure that are they're going to be here in three years?
1: Three? Devontae, Dallas Goddard, Mylada. Jalen Hurts, Mylotta, Avante Maddox. Know.
0: I, I don't think you can defend it. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe not Avante
1: Maddox. Maybe no, not Avante Maddox. Slay is not going to be here in, in three years. I don't think you can even say Hurts either, by the way. Yeah, holy shit. Hold on. I'm still looking. Who knows, what the linebackers. Aaron Taylor Sipas. <laughs> Aaron maybe. Sipas is, is the future. Sweat. Sipas. Sweat.
0: Sweat now, will probably be here. Sweat will probably be here. Josh Sweat will probably be here, but maybe Lane's still. Maybe, maybe Lane's still, but you can't say definitively. Same Dickerson. Oh, let's, yeah. Let's yeah,
1: ballpark yeah. it at a 10. 10 of the 53 that we're sure will be here. But
0: Dickerson, even like, what if he has injury issues? You, no. you know that that that's. But that I, I know well. But that's the only reason we have him. Like <laughs> Dickerson would have been a top fifteen pick if it weren't for injury issues. So that's the thing with him. But the two that I'm most confident in are are Devonte and Dallas Goddard. Um. So you have to lock both of them up. The Devonte contract is going to be going to be monumental
1: one day. Uh. But and the Devonte contract happens once this four year extension runs out.
0: Yeah, which yeah. is good. Or in
1: that um, fourth year, yeah. Or, yeah, I was very critical of it. I was. I I did not think he deserved top three money. Hand up. I'm I'm perfectly fine admitting I was wrong. That's, I was a that's big not... dumb idiot. No, you uh, weren't wrong. No, I, I like him. I like him a lot. That that one-handed catch. I still don't know how it happened. I still <laughs> don't know how he caught that. He's he's playing a perfect, uh, Ertz role for Carson Wentz. He every time Jalen Ertz needs somebody, he's a life preserver. Dallas Goddard is, is, is the first call you have when you're when you're in jail and you need somebody to bail you out. What and about what?
0: What about he? Never mind. He wasn't in jail. He was just knocked out. No, he's not. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I, I don't think you're wrong. Um, I, I think that you look at a contract and you have to ask some questions. Um, I, I just decided that because I was so all in on them paying him, that even if it was more than I expected, even if it was more than you'd hope for, you just kind of shrug your shoulders and you say, well, it's not a discount. That's kind of mm-hmm. that's kind of where I was on it, where I I, I see both sides. Uh, I had I had someone text me who's way smarter than me. Uh, my, uh, my one of my best friends, who's like a, he's an actuary scientist. Like mm. So, so he's a big time nerd, huge nerd. He's a, a, a we'll get into his college football ties one day it's insane he went to Penn State he grew up a Michigan fan he lives in Nebraska now he's Mr. Big Ten Uh, but it's insane but he texted me all mad after the Goddard contract he's also like he played offensive line in high school so he like loves blocking and he loves offensive linemen so he loves Goddard because he can really block for a tight end and he texted me like these Eagles fans that are mad about paying our only good young player don't know what the fuck they're talking about like and i was like well there tiger you know it, it's a lot of money it's, <laughs> it's, a, a it's, lot. A, it's a lot of money but you know I, I i hear where he's coming from i i totally hear where he's coming from and i hear where you're coming from too i see both sides of it but i see the eagle side of it where it's just like fuck
1: we have to pay him what do you think goddard would have gotten if he wasn't a vegetable during the week in concussion protocol <laughs> the same
0: how's he getting more how's he getting more like i don't It's crazy. I, I, it's yeah. I don't
1: know. Before we move on a little bit off the game, I just want to shout out Jake Elliott, four for four last night. Like we're we're hard on him, me and you. Like I, I, we we hate the twenty million dollar contract that Howie gave him, but like when we needed every field goal, fifty yarder, forty seven yarder, a couple thirty yarders, like good shit, Jake Elliott. The fifty
0: yarder looked like it was hooking the whole way, Mm -hmm. and it snuck in that bottom corner. I, I was I was ready to to motherfuck Jake Elliott for sure, but. Uh, since since it snuck in, you're the man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. I got to show you this. What do you think of the Michael Barkan video of him just undressing Eagles fans, leaving the game early? Here he is. Now, he's, he's at the NBC Sports Arena, Wells Fargo, the NBC Sports Studios. There's like, I don't know, Mark, what would you say, 40? Yeah. Eagles fans in this probably around like the the early fourth. Uh the team's up 26 at this point. You get Ray Diddy's got a Jesus Christ in the background. I don't know if he was looking at these guys leaving or is he he was watching, you know, a player or, or whatnot. Um but Michael Barkan, you call yourselves Eagles fans, you don't deserve tickets if you can't stay until the end. Hashtag makes me sick.
0: Yeah. First I, reaction. I, my first reaction is that it's tough for me to, I, I grew up a Barkan guy, you know, like I, uh, I liked Barkan growing up. I thought he was a fan and, you know, maybe some of that fake outrage has turned some off, um, and, and with the Phillies and with the Eagles and with all that stuff, I get it. I, like, I totally get people not liking Barkan and I totally get people coming at Barkan and, um, I'm not going to do it because I still I still have like positive feelings about him, but I totally get it. And if I didn't have those positive feelings like built in about him, I'm sure I'd be right with everybody killing him.
1: Um, but the old man yells a cloud.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I will say I kind of I, I kind of agree with him. I'm not a leave That's the fine. game early. I'm not a leave the game early guy. I'm a I'm a stick it out guy. So here's
1: oh here is it when you're a season ticket holder, I feel like it's a little different than like when it's me and you who maybe go to one game a year, like at one game a year. Like I'm gonna leave the game early, guy. But like if I'm going to like a Sixers game or a Flyers game or a Phils game, which is like tickets are a lot more cheaper and whatnot, if I'm going to like three, four, or five, it's a blowout either way. Like okay, yeah, leave the game early. How about it's also on the on on the link and on Citizens Bank Park and Wells Fargo that like hey, how about we make a lot? That, like, I don't have to wait an hour just to get out to Pattinson Ave. And I don't have to wait 30 more minutes just to get out the Broad Street. Then to wait another hour while I'm going back to Delco on I-95. How about we figure that out so that these people don't have to leave? They're also up 26 in the fourth quarter. People got lives. People got families at home. People got parents are taking care of at home. People got work the next day. I think more credit to the Eagles fans that they're being responsible and going to their jobs. A lot uh, of Eagles fans, reg- you'd think, would be, like, deadbeats sometimes.
0: Fuck responsibility. I, I get... <laughs> Get responsibility out of my face here. Uh we almost gave up the goddamn game after those people left. So uh maybe maybe we needed those forty people in there. No, but but when you sent me this tweet, I was expecting to see like herds and avalanches of people leading leaving the game, like a thousand people. It's pretty funny that barkhead saw like three families walking out of the game. <laughs> it's like, it's, like, the fuck did I
1: do, Barcad? <laughs> I've, I've supported you for 20, 30 years through, through CSN, through NBC Sports Philly, to whatever the hell you become next. Um, I'll tell you this, though. This video did not do it justice. This is on, like, the I-95 side. Uh, for We filmed the video yesterday after the game. We got down there probably right exactly as the fourth quarter hit. Mark, Xfinity line was all the way around the corner already. <laughs> by the time the game was over, I probably had four to 5,000 fans walk by me. Like, this is not just, you know, if Barkhan would have seen what was going over by across the street from K-Lot underneath the Comcast sign, his fucking head would have exploded. I mean, it was uh, nuts over there. People were coming out in droves. I messaged
0: you um, when the Saints got the ball back um, down 14 and they were driving and they got the ball back on the 50. I said, young man, are you down at the stadium? Because this might get <laughs> ugly. <laughs> I was concerned for, for my buddy Kyle. Uh, I was, I, I was definitely concerned because if they lost that game or if it even got to like a tie game, that would have been an ugly scene. Um,
1: I had my buddy, my buddy. So my, so the behind, little behind the scenes, it's me, a cameraman that I have a buddy, a buddy, just like he, he helps like navigate stuff, blah, blah, blah. He carries the backpack. He also like kind of acts as like a security protects the cameraman a little bit because cameraman <laughs> sometimes gets fondled on the ass a little bit. Big, uh, uh, Eagles fans, big ass, ass grabbers, ass smackers after games. That's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was texting me updates like, uh, they're down two scores and, uh, New Orleans on the nine right now. And I was like, are you kidding me? And then about like 10 years, 10 minutes later, uh, the fireworks go off. Jalen hurts 30 yard rushing touchdowns. I was like, All right, we're probably, we're probably in, in in the clear right now, but yeah. Um, it could have got bad. It could have got fun because it would have been like very positive in the beginning. And then the video could have just done a complete 180 being like, I need this whole fucking team launched into the sun. Well, I'm happy the video didn't get fun. <laughs> I wish it kind of got fun. I don't. Selfishly, I don't. Selfishly, selfishly as a, as, a, as a slave to the content, I would have been like this. This is what needs. We need this. We need this. A lot of playoffs. Uh lot of Jalen Hurts, is he the guy, is he the not the guy? It definitely goes by age. It definitely goes by demographic if he's the guy, if he's not the guy. would be surprised by some of the people that says that he is the guy. Uh, people still not think of playoffs, man. People, playoffs? Very, ne- very negative people. Very negative, cynical people. I know we've been burned before. Oh, we just won the Super Bowl two years, people. Two years ago, we just won the Super Bowl. Relax. I will say my playoff meter
0: is below 50-50 right now.
1: Wow. It's about 40-60. I, 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 I think they can run the table. <laughs> well, maybe, the really maybe the division's in play. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> they are like, what, we three games back from the Cowboys right now? Uh, I'm like, all right. Fire it up,
0: week 18. I think we're two. I think they're seven, seven and four. No, they're seven and three. Uh, okay, okay, okay. I thought they were seven and four. Um. So, yeah, uh, the reason I'm not feeling great about the Eagles' playoff chances is not related to the Eagles. I'm actually starting to think this wild card race might be a little better than we think it is. San Francisco uh, is very scary. Minnesota is scary too. The Minnesota and we San Francisco, Minnesota and San Francisco both look really
1: good. They both. But we look have like tiebreaker over who? Not over San Francisco, but we have the tiebreaker over like maybe the Saints. I think yeah, the Falcons yeah, yeah. are going to come back down to earth. The Panthers are definitely going to come back down to earth. I handicapped the shit out of that game. We'll get into that later. That's but a great I, game. Mark, I don't blame you. Like it's it's. I was looking at the NFC uh, picture yesterday. Yeah. The 49ers aren't even in the uh, playoffs right now and they're, uh, they're playing some good football.
0: Yeah. I, I think the saints fade out. No way. The saints team makes the playoffs. No. I, I just don't see it. So I, I think it's going to come down to 49ers Vikings Eagles for those last two spots. And it's going to come down to, if we're able to, you know, go three and one or go four, I'll say go four and one against the New York teams and Washington. That's what, you, that's what you have to do. You have to go four and one in these next five games. Um, to put yourself in position, uh, and if you do that, we'll be what nine and we'll be nine and seven going into that last game. And I think if mm-hmm. you're nine and seven going into that last game, I think we'll be in the position that we control our own destiny. I hope that that yeah. would at least put us in a position to win the game. And you're in
1: a ten and seventeen, a ten and seven team, not making the playoffs would be the ultimate like moral victory of a season, but kind of like a kick in the dick on the other end of it. Yeah.
0: Like no one thought I mean,
1: this team was winning 10 games.
0: Chip Kelly's second year. We went 10-6. and six. People forget we missed the playoffs that year. It hurt me because I was a Chip Kelly guy. Um, but I will say if this team um, you know, does that, they go 4-1 and one down the stretch and they get to 9-7 and seven to play Dallas in Week 18, um, potentially a Dallas playing for home field, what, whatever the case may be. It probably puts a little more juice in the game if Dallas cares about the game. Yeah. Can you imagine the link? Can you imagine the tailgate? Can you imagine the after the after video? Like I might have to come down for the video there. Come yeah. down for come down for the game that day. Uh, I was actually I, I got free tickets that I had to turn down yesterday, which sucks ass. Um, but yeah, I was I was at a wedding this weekend. Um, so it would have been really hard to to make it happen. Um, it sucks. I'm disappointed in myself.
1: Could have hung out with Wankel.
0: I could have hung out with Wankel. I also could have went to Survivor Series in Brooklyn last night. Uh, Fuck. I, I didn't either. I sat. And Hershey. Uh, when and is anything ever
1: going to come up, Mark?
0: I'll tell you what. The weekend came up, Mark. Uh, incredible weekend uh, for me here. Uh, you got Notre Dame. Go off, blow- King. Notre Dame blowout win, 4-2 on Saturday gambling-wise also, uh, plus 10 units on Saturday, 8-0 and on Sunday, plus 26 units. The Eagles win. Notre Dame and the Eagles both put themselves in prime positioning. I had a lot of fun watching Survivor Series last night. Great weekend for me. Great
1: weekend. Park Sportsbook. Not- Parks, park Sportsbook. When are you going to pay this man? When are you <laughs> going to pay this man? Also, the funny thing about Parks' workbook, uh, Parks, you go there, first of all, all the time. They love sponsoring picks. You're the ain't no man. Then they also sponsor tailgating content with Natalie Agonoff and Dunphy. Are we not the two most perfect people to get an advertising partnership with Parks? Dunphy follows me. I don't even follow him. How about that? <laughs> That's a power move. That's a <laughs> That's fucking annoying. power move. I think-
0: I think I followed his old account. I think it's a new account that he has. Now. But uh, I, uh, I'll throw him a follow. Um, he's got good tattoos. <laughs> but uh, I'll, uh, uh, yeah, Parks. I don't know what you're doing at this point. It's it's wild. Uh, I'm there every weekend. Uh, I I tweet out <laughs> I tweet out how great of a place it is to watch games every weekend.
1: Um, I'm in anyway, their DMs. Don't worry, Mark. I set them your eight no record. I set them my, my videos. I'm letting them know. are
0: haters are my motivators, and for the same people. I got a lot of tweets on Friday night. I love Nevada last week. Nevada was there. They're my big bet. They went to triple overtime. They, they didn't Nevada. win. They didn't win the game. They went to triple overtime. That's my bad. I fucked up Jim Calhoun. But a lot of people coming at me on Friday said, telling me stop giving picks out. No one gives a shit about <laughs> no one gives a shit about your picks. Huh? And and also, uh, this was a big one. If he's going to be because, pre- like, you know, there's discords out there that are, gambling discords that I post my picks in. And there was a big. There were two people that said this. If Mark's going to get praise for the picks that he hits, then he needs to take criticism for the mm-hmm. picks he misses. It's weird because those same people who said that, they were pretty quiet when uh, Utah mm-hmm. minus three, which I talked about all week. They were up like 35 nothing within 10 minutes. They were also pretty quiet when the Eagles were up, you know, 27 to seven at halftime when I had their team total over 21 and a half. They cashed it in the second quarter. Uh, the money line hit. People, we pretty quiet when the Cincinnati Baby Bengals dominated that game, had to lead the entire game, beat the Las Vegas Raiders. People were pretty quiet when the fake ass, fraud ass Dallas Cowboys put up nine points yes. on the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes. I went eight and zero. I went four and two on Saturday. That is yes. twelve and two More. in my last two days. I, I, More.
1: Now, put that I in love your, a score.
0: And your pipe and smoke it.
1: I love a scorned Mark Henry because sometimes I think, you you know, you get some good units going. You're up 27. You're up 30 units. And, you know, maybe you take a back seat. Maybe you don't care as much as you used to. Maybe you don't care as much as you did a week ago. And then you know what? I think Nevada Friday lit a fire under your ass. I think you're getting a little content. I think Mark Henry was getting a little content. He was He was seeing the fruits of his labor being reaped, being sowed. And then Carson Strong, the statue, just shit all over your – well, he's got nobody else playing with him. It's just Carson Strong and the Nevada Wolfpack. Um, And I think you came back down to earth, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to show them. I'm going to show these people what I'm really made of, these Discord incels. And you did. And you know what? I think that's why I'm very critical of you. And when I see people say, hey, we'll get them next next time or we'll get them tomorrow, it makes me sick, and I want to puke because I don't need that. I need you at your best. I need you to be angry. I need you to bet angry. I need you to want to kill the incels in the discord. That's when you're at your best.
0: What I want to kill is the book. That's all. That's all I want to kill. But come on. You (laughs) want
1: to kill the incels a little bit.
0: (laughs) It's funny. Sometimes I'm able to. I'm able to like kind of laugh it off and just kind of to be like, ah, whatever. There's sometimes it gets to you. Uh, I'd be lying if it said if I said it didn't. And Friday night, it got to me, Uh, especially when, you know, the pick lost in triple overtime. Like it's not uh,
1: like I almost I, I I got lazy. I was gonna find it. I almost old take exposed you. I almost just tagged old takes exposed in your uh, in your tweet. But yeah, uh, I, I saw you're you're going after. So I was like, oh, you know, what? I'm gonna let him have this one. I'm gonna let him have Friday. <laughs> we'll we'll regroup and see him Saturday uh, Sunday. Could we do a post of the city before we move over to the NFC East? Unless you got anything else?
0: Yeah, just real quick uh, to finish that to finish that idea, people. Like if you didn't want me to give out my picks for free, I could put them behind a paywall and I'd make some money. Like I, I know that I could, there's a hundred to 200 people that DM me for picks that, that look at my picks. I, the my pick speed had 16,000, like whatever engagements or impressions or whatever the fuck it is yesterday. I could put my shit behind a paywall, but I'm not going to do that. And I'll never do that because I'm for the people. I'm for the people. The that's people's the main, gambler. That's the main thing that people need to know about. Yeah. And the people, that didn't work. I raised my eyebrow. I can't do it like as good as The Rock. I used to be able to do it. But I'm the people's gambler. I'll I'll never make you pay for a pick. My picks are always going to be public. Even if I, even if I could make a couple hundred dollars a month, even if, if I could make a thousand a month or a couple, whatever. I'm not going to do it. It's for the people. But fuck you
1: if you come and complain about free picks. <laughs> I was trying to do the eyebrow. I can't do it either. I used to be able to do it. Yeah, I used to do it. All the time. If you smell. What the mark. What the is. unit. <laughs> Picking. Yeah, I like it. Pulse of the city. Is Jalen Hurts the Eagles next franchise quarterback? <laughs> Play the hits, WIP. I love it. So this was uh, last week's poll. Uh, so uh, is Jalen Hurts the Eagles next franchise quarterback? This is this week's poll. Let's get into last week's poll. Uh. Do, 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 do. do you think for Jalen Hurts will be the franchise quarterback of the Eagles? It was yes, 56%. No, 44%. I remember me and you were shocked at those numbers. Now, let's see today, Mark. What do you think it's going to be? I'm going to write yes because I'm he's my guy now.
0: I have no idea what it will be. I'm 60-40 yes, so let's say
1: 60-40. Yeah, I'm going to go 70-30. 73rd it bang 71 29, really um I said no and I'm not afraid to admit it even though I even though I'll get ambushed if you all noticed after Howard went down and the run game stalled we had to rely on the passing game and it looked like the Eagles of old at the beginning of the season he can't carry a team with his arm yet that's Brittany thanks Brittany let me ask you a question down six two minutes left do you honestly think he's going to lead you to a win for me it's a no here's more of a game managing quarterback Adam than they Rob scored 40. <laughs> <laughs> they Go scored
0: ahead. 40. They scored 40 yesterday, by the way. Just like I didn't like yeah. they scored 40. But uh, anyway, I, you know, Rob McElhenney came up, so I will absolutely uh, plug a podcast. Since It's Always Sunny is my favorite uh, TV show of all time, they they have an It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast now with Charlie, uh, Glenn Howerton, and Rob McElhenney, and it's the fucking funniest thing I've ever heard, and it makes me less nervous to get canceled now because holy shit they, they do not give a shit to get canceled or not uh talking about dead bodies they found in fairmount park and stuff it's it's pretty wild um but great podcast great question jalen hurts is the guy 70 30 the city's more confident than i am mm-hmm. can you fucking believe that that's unbelievable mm-hmm. the jalen hurts mm-hmm. guy had him in my first round as a draft prospect a couple years ago the city's more in than i am i never thought we'd be at a point where uh you know the wip contingent It's feeling even better about Jalen Hurts than I am. That's, that's wild.
1: All right. NFC East roundup. Are you you worried the Kansas city defense had to bail Patrick Mahomes out again?
0: No, not at all, but I will say it's a good sign for the Dallas defense that they were able to play really well against Kansas city. I've doubted the Dallas defense a lot. It's funny. Most people are going to come out of that game, you know, talking about how the Cowboys might be a little fraudulent. And I thought that that's what I'd be saying. And, I'm just not that – I'm not feeling that because I'm not worried about their offense. Like I think long-term their offense is going to be fine. I know they put up nine points, and that's pretty embarrassing. They look terrible. But their offense is going to be fine. When you have Dak Prescott. You have Cooper. Eventually you didn't have him in this game. You have Lamb. You have Gallup. You have Zeke. You have Pollard. You have a great O-line. You're going to be fine. I, you know, maybe there was some bad play calling. Maybe you had some turnovers you shouldn't have. Dak took too many sacks. Uh, but the defense looked great. You know, When you're able to hold Mahomes and Kansas City to 19 – Uh, Maybe that has to change my opinion uh, of this defense going forward. Um, Mahomes still—I mean, Mahomes was still pretty good in this game. I I thought they couldn't really run the ball. Uh, He didn't—I mean, he only had one turnover, and it wasn't really his fault.
1: I mean, Andy Reid had to call a direct snap to Kelsey inside the five because he didn't trust Mahomes to get it in. Then they dialed up an option play. He sent—he gave it to Ceh to finish it off. I'm just saying, when you pay a guy five hundred million dollars, the optics look kind of bad when you (laughs) you can't—you know—rely on him in the red zone.
0: It's it's just wild. You look at his lifetime record. I think he's been like thirteen and three twice, twelve and four, and now he's seven and four. Uh, and obviously, he's got a pretty good playoff record too. Um, and, and then he's never been a home favorite under three points, and and that's been a big trend these last couple of weeks. Uh, I've it has, it has been gamblers telling you how bad Kansas City has been against the spread, which is true. But the big part of that is that they've still won a lot of those games, and that the spread has been about a touchdown or more in a lot of those games, and they failed to cover big spreads because they seem to play close games. Uh, maybe they've kind of uh, they've kind of graduated from that these last couple weeks, but these last couple spreads have been like below field goal or below four or five points. So when they're only favored by a couple points and people are doubting the Chiefs, that's probably the sweet spot uh, of when you want to hop in and bet the Chiefs. Um, but I think that this is a big. You can take away a lot of positives from this game from both teams, even if it was an ugly, terrible football game. Because I think both defenses are a lot better um, than I mm-hmm. given them any credit to be all season.
1: They, uh The Kansas City defense has only given up 30 points in the last three weeks, and that was against Green Bay, the Dallas Cowboys, and then the uh, the uh Raiders mixed in there, and they gave up 14 points, but they were up 41-14 at one point. I'm pretty sure that last touchdown was a garbage touchdown. So the defense, Chris Jones is humming. Three and a half sacks yesterday, forced fumble, whew, or a fumble recovery, running around like a big old fat guy. That was awesome. Yeah,
0: he— they uh, the last 6 weeks they've given up 84 points they're giving up 14 points per game in, in the last 6 weeks which is pretty wild i mean that's that's good shit out of spags i mean spags has really uh turned this defense from the worst in the league to top 10 right now top 15 right now so if kansas city's defense is this legitimate, they are the favorite in the in the west, or in the afc they're definitely the favorite in the afc west but they're the favorite in the afc for sure if if their defense is
1: you know even 80% as good as they've played the last 6 weeks Mike McCarthy is going to ruin the first good Dallas defense in years. He kicked a field goal on fourth and five at the Chiefs 12. They're down 16 to 3 at that point in the second quarter. Like you're playing against the Chiefs, man. You're not playing against like the Philadelphia Eagles. Like, how do you not go for that? I mean, that's that is the only like big Cowboys guy, biggest Cowboys fan on this podcast. Uh, love those guys. Just really like the makeup, the chemical makeup of the team and whatnot. Um, but you know, Michael, Mike McCarthy's gonna ruin our Super Bowl chances.
0: Are <laughs> oh my god, you know, it's it's pretty good to see them lose because, like we said, when the Eagles win out the rest of the way, maybe that gives us a chance to play that game in week 18 for the division.
1: Uh, no, I don't know, I'm that'd joking. be wild. But hey, if, if Mike McCarthy keeps coaching the way he's coaching, like this is there is not uh, a crazy scenario where we're playing week 18. Let's look at the schedule real quick, Dallas Cowboys schedule. Uh next week they have the Raiders. Raiders are actually playing away on Thursday. Yeah, they're okay. They're playing on Thanksgiving. Uh they have the Saints away, Washington away, Giants away, Washington at home, Cardinals at home, Eagles coming in at the end of the game. So they have three games on the road in the next four. That'll be interesting. I mean, it's against the Saints, Washington Giants. Saints are cooked, I think. Washington's Washington, even though the Heine King is playing out of his mind. And the Giants are Giants. What are you doing over there? Through my phone somehow, but uh, th- I think that that sounds like a twelve and
0: five record to me. That yeah, sounds years. like they're probably going to lose two games and, and yeah. be a little bit better than us. But drop like
1: a weird Saints at home, or drop like a weird like Giants Joe Judge like coach out of his ass and whatnot. But I feel like they always yeah. lose the game to Washington. But let's let's talk about uh, <laughs> oh, let's he's talk so about the football team. He's so farvian, the Heine King. It was awesome. I know the story was Cam. Don't get me wrong. I handicapped the shit out of this game. I said Joe Brady couldn't activate Cam within a week. He looked okay. He looked good. He had a touchdown pass to CMC at a 30-yard run. uh, Shades of of Jalen Hurts, doing his best Jalen Hurts impression. Um, The King though, that fourth down and three, uh, I think Bates was the tight end who came back. He conversed to fourth and three. He's getting Mm -hmm. grabbed on his – on his jersey, going away, dodging people, extending the play. I mean, Heineking is Brett Favre without, I'm guessing, the small dick.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Heineken, uh, the Heineken Hive is stronger than ever right now. We are humming and buzzing. Mm-hmm. like uh, This is just like, uh, I, I feel honored to be a part of the Heineke Hive. I feel honored to be the leader of the Heineke Hive. 16 for 22, 206 yards, th- three touchdowns. It's like the second straight, just extremely efficient performance. Mm-hmm. I think he was 26 for 32 um, against Tampa. Now he's 16 for 22. They obviously threw less. And they were able to run the ball in this game, unlike that Tampa game. He didn't have to win it on his own. Antonio Gibson, 19 carries for 95 yards. J.D. McKissick, seven carries for 46 yards. Heineke had 30 yards rushing. The defense only gave up 21 points. This kind of looks like the Washington football team we thought we were getting coming into the season. It kind of yeah. looks like, even without Chase Young, even without Montez mm-hmm. Sweat, the defense looks better. The defense has finally kind of coached up. The secondary isn't as dreadful anymore. And Heineke is what I thought he'd be and what we looked like he'd be against Tampa last year in the playoffs. And this is why I was so gung-ho with him over Fitzpatrick as the starter for that team. I truly don't think Ryan Fitzpatrick wins that game. I truly don't think Ryan Fitzpatrick wins that game against Tampa. I think Heineke's ability to create things on the ground and create things in the pocket, like that play you mentioned, that was a, a huge play on third down, uh, that they ended up getting 20 yards on instead of being sacked like Ryan Fitzpatrick absolutely would have been. Uh so yeah, I, I think that, you know, what are they four and what are they, four and six? So they they have the same record as us, or or well, half game less, I mean.
1: Yeah, I think they're half game less. I think they're four and six.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess they're still, you could make a case that they're, they could get hot and they're still in the, they're still in the conversation if Heineke keeps playing like this and if they're able to run the ball and they're able to play defense. But yeah, I, I, I think Washington's a better team than Carolina at this point. I think we saw that yesterday, even on the road. Um, I, I don't think Carolina is, you know, all that special. I, I didn't think Cam played that bad though. I, I thought Cam was, I thought Cam was fine. I thought he was better than they've had a quarterback play yeah. since the first couple of weeks. Uh, well, 21 for 27, 190
1: yards, uh, two touchdowns. Uh, I would like to make a, a statement. Um, the fans booed Matt Rule into going for it on fourth and three when he had the punt team out there originally from the uh, Washington 32. I would just like to say that is not indicative of the brand of Temple football, the brand that Temple football wants to play. We go for it on fourth and three at the opponent's 32. I just want to put that out there. That's not Temple Tough by Matt Rule.
0: Yeah. I mean, I have some some serious questions about Matt Rule, but well, he's, uh, he's yeah. gonna
1: take away Joe Brady Brady's play calling. That's the next move. <laughs> yeah. Who what college team is
0: he coaching after next year?
1: Hey, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Let the sixty dollar man
0: finish out his his career.
1: All right. His he's,
0: he's he's a hundred percent not the coach of the Panthers after next year. hundred percent. No shot. He's just going to have a marking scheme where he's never had the quarterback. Is Penn State just holding on to James Franklin so they can hire Matt Rule after next year?
1: Hmm. Hmm. James Franklin, that's gonna be a big one Tuesday. Tuesday suppo- supposedly he stayed he, he stood at the touchdown club and said, I'm not going anywhere. And the game like a rousing standing ovation. Congratulations. The guy went like I don't know. He's, yeah, he's seven five. and seven and four, seven and five right, five right now. Six and five right now. <laughs> Congratulations for your standing ovation for your for your uh for coach once they uh actually played a team they got rolled on um i, I kind of look at it like i i tweeted this out yesterday temple football should be the rehab facility for like once promising coaches like dan mullen from drexel hill pennsylvania right outside philadelphia should go to temple <laughs> get them back get a couple college game days a couple 10 win seasons and, and then go to a power five school we should be the rehab facility kind of like saban does it down in uh down in Alabama for like Steve Sarkeesian, Lane Kiffin. Uh, who's there now? I think there's a new guy there. Who uh,
0: uh, was it? O'Brien? Is Bill O'Brien there right now? Bill O'Brien yeah. might be there. Yeah. Bill O'Brien. Yeah. Um, I, I don't mean to laugh at you uh, and laugh at Temple football, but you know you're you're pretty mean about Notre Dame, so I'll 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 laugh at you. Ha ha ha. Uh, Dan Mullen's not taking the Temple job. <laughs> like, but I, I've, I, it's actually funny. Dan Mullen's a guy I love. Like I'm a Dan Mullen guy, so this is a tough. Tough look for me. I don't have a defense of this yeah, It's going to
1: really suck when Chip Kelly gets fired by UCLA too.
0: I don't. He's not going to get fired this year, but he'll get fired after next year probably if it doesn't work out. Well, um, to Philadelphia, you've been here before, Chip. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, I, I think um, the thing that's different with UCLA is like UCLA has been so irrelevant football wise our whole lives that I feel like they're going to go eight and four this year, and it's like somehow worse than expected. But are they really uh, going eight and four? I thought they're seven. Yeah, they're seven and four right but like now. Six yeah. and six. Yeah, they're better than they're, they actually just beat the the shit out of USC. But Dan Mullen's a guy that I think is a top fifteen coach in college football. I think he's a top three quarterback coach in college football. Now this this year is hard to explain. Uh, it's hard to to say like this is what happened and this is why he'll work elsewhere. But I, I truly just believe that he would work elsewhere. He was so good at Mississippi State, and maybe Florida just wasn't a good fit for him. He's not a good recruiter, um, but. I think that he should still get a head coaching job. He should still get like a power five, like a, I don't know. What's that one? Like a TCU or like a, you know, like a Washington. What about a power like a, six job? I don't think so. I, I, I feel like, and I I think he's above the whole Bama thing too. I, I had someone tweet that whole thing you said, like he could go be the Bama OC and uh, that'll rehab his image. I don't, I don't think Dan Mullen's at that level. Like, I don't think. Dan Mullen is that fall from grace yet? Like he he didn't get drunk and charge a bunch of tequila shots to the program like Steve Sarkeesian true. and have to and have to go fix his image. Like Dan Mullen just has to like have his wife stop kissing players and, and recruit a little better. Bring
1: back the shark fucker, Jim, <laughs> Jim, McElwain.
0: <laughs> Jim McElwain. That was legendary. Who
1: definitely fucked that shark? That's so um, legendary. Who's your all right? College football playoff. Awesome, awesome weekend. And it's just, it just was an awesome weekend because. We were on this. Those frauds, Oregon, finally showed their true colors. Mark, you go with your top four, then I'm going to go with my top four after you. My top four, um, number one, obviously,
0: Georgia. I won't spend too much time on that. They're in their own tier alone. And then this next tier, I would say these three teams are bunched together, in my opinion. Ohio State's two, and I think they're pretty much two with a bullet. I think they're the second-best team in in the country, and I think they're going to win the national title. Um, I I think they're going to beat Georgia. Um, And and then number three, I I would put Cincinnati. I think they've earned – their way to number three even though they've made me look stupid uh a couple times playing games way closer than they should i i don't know what that final score ended up being with smu Trust but they me. were up. yeah they were up big and smu is not bad so yeah. that people are, i've heard i mean it's been really silent people have been really silent on that cincinnati crushing of smu but when they mm-hmm. win by 10 against Tulane, it's a it's a national tragedy uh
1: the, the cfp committee's trying to hide that one down there yeah. there are yeah. they are tempering that one down on the google searches right now
0: you're absolutely right. That's probably what it is. And then number four, I don't even necessarily believe that they're good. But I'll put Alabama there just because you kind of have to. Um, mm-hmm. I'll put Alabama there. And then I think Notre Dame is five. I think Michigan's six. and I think Oklahoma State's seven. I think that pretty much wraps up every team that has a path. Um, I, I really think that the state of Michigan got half-proven fraudulent already. Uh, that was the most embarrassing big game I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, just the fact that game day was at that
1: game is that- like – that was Brazil Germany seven nothing in the World Cup. Remember that one? No, I don't. Absolutely. Not. Okay. Well, <laughs> Absolutely. Germany in the semifinal beat Brazil like seven nothing. It almost like put they almost started a civil war in Brazil. Off that, you, you'd have a, you would have had a better chance being like, hey, remember SummerSlam 20,
0: 2015, John Cena and Brock Lesnar. You know, twenty fourteen. I
1: think actually, my top four is the exact same. Ohio State is is the clear cut number two best team. They might even be the number one best team if Alabama beats UGA. Uh, I got Cincy. I'm just happy my Power Six guys. They're finally getting the respect they deserve. They demolished, like you said, a very gritty SMU team. They'll make quick work of the Fighting Jansons next week, and it's on (laughs) to the ACC championship. I don't think so. We're not. not. No, 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 no. ECU just played Navy. All right, we're not playing Navy. Okay. The, the Fighting Jansons are playing a real team. They're playing Desmond Ritter and Juice or Sauce Garland, whatever Gardner, whatever his name is. They have another good corner too. But I will say, I'm not saying
0: ECU is going to win the game. They are 100% covering 14.5 points, and they are 100% going over their team total at 22.5. You can lock that in. That's going to be my play of the day on Friday. I'm also going to be betting their money line. ECU is legit. They haven't lost the game by uh, by fourteen or more yet this you year.
1: You would love to see my Power Six guys
0: go down. No, I don't. I know It's actually not that, and I think it actually hurts Notre Dame if they, if they lose. Weirdly enough, but uh, I think Notre Dame needs Cincinnati to win. So I think I want them to win. But my gambling brain turns off once. I I don't. I can't think about what I want. I have to think about what's going to happen, and what's going to happen. Is this game is going to be very close? This is going to be a close game. ECU, ECU got there. They played shitty. ECU played very shitty last week. They still won 38-35 against Navy. That was a look-ahead game. They were looking ahead. They still were able to overcome Navy and get the seven and four. But they 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 weren't taking that game seriously. They had all eyes on Fickle and Ritter. Uh, and I think Cincinnati's not fraudulent. This is uh, like I would. I bet Arkansas to to cut. To compete with alabama last week and they did mm-hmm. they didn't win the game but they definitely competed i think it could be a similar game here maybe cincinnati ends up winning at the end but it's gonna be a really
1: really good game and a really close game on black friday if if these next two games for the cincinnati both are, are gonna be hard. close are if they're close those officials are going to be fired by the aac commissioner you're gonna <laughs> tell me the aac commissioner <laughs> isn't in the official's ears saying like, hey, we got $6 million on the line, okay? That's a free $6 million. Can we maybe, you know, juice Cincinnati a little bit with, with an extra couple of uh, laundry on the field? You know, big uh, a big 40-yard run by ECU guy. Oh, sorry. You know, the offensive lineman, the center held. Bring it back. Spin zone?
0: The AAC doesn't want Cincinnati to leave to go to another conference? Maybe they're already gone. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're already gone. Where are they going?
1: Uh, big Twelve. Ugh. So the, um, the AC cha- AAC championship is two people. Is two people who are not going to be here next year. So what if the AAC For wants to give years. wants to give Cincinnati a big a big
0: fuck you uh, on their way out?
1: Now these are the most could greedy. Be,
0: they're could the be greediest
1: it. motherfuckers in the world. These AAC commissioners. That's a free six million dollars. They're like, yes, yes, we're splitting that between Temple's getting a new wing in uh, in Lincoln Financial with that money.
0: Sometimes spite is worth more than greed.
1: Uh, no, there's no shot. These games are even close. If they, I, I can't, I, I never could never believe it. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Bama, because this isn't Bama, Bama. This is just Bama this year. I don't know if anyone watched the game. It was way closer than it was. A uh, 42-35. Uh, Arkansas lost. Sam Pittman ran a a 12-play, four-minute drive with five minutes under. Or with five minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Like let's let's show a let's show a sense of urgency over there, Arkansas. What the hell are we doing? I mean, you you played out of your mind. Fake fake field goal passes for okay. touchdowns. Uh I love their quarterback, Jamarcus Russell esque. Yeah. He's just he's just this big dude. Looks like Vince Young out there. Like that's the kind of quarterback I feel like that has to beat Bama. Just a guy who's gonna take everything. Every, all this pressure in his face and just come back and win. Yeah. This really isn't your Bama Bama. Like the defensive line is awesome. They lead the sec and sacks and whatnot, but the secondary, like you don't have like your Marlon Humphreys. You don't have your, uh, your, what's what's the guy from, uh, from the Cowboys. Trayvon Diggs. Yeah. Trayvon Diggs. You don't have your, your Patrick Sertans in the secondary. Like that secondary was getting carved up. Guys are running into each other and everything. I hope if Bama pulls that win out of their ass in the sec championship, but I don't think they will. It will be fun because it would be, you know, chaos. If So here we go. UGA, Bama, meet in the, in the SEC final. Bama beats UGA. Ohio State probably becomes number one. UGA probably becomes two. Does Bama jump Cincy? And we just no. have the same exact thing we would have had. And we if just Bama, do the SEC ch- title game again.
0: No, they won't do that. If Bama wins, they'll be one. If Bama beats Georgia, they'll be one. Really? Yeah. You don't think Ohio State can- They're two now.
1: Bama's two in the playoff now. Well, no. no well, no. I I do think the, the playoff committee is going to put- You don't think so? No. They'll put Ohio State three. How can you look at this fucking team and not say these Ohio State Buckeyes are better than Bama? They're so much better than Bama. I agree So much completely. better.
0: I, I agree completely, and I've agreed for weeks. But I, I would say that the football- the, the committee would not be putting Bama- at number two if they weren't setting up exactly what we were talking about um and if bama beats georgia they have the win over the other team that could be ranked number one um i I don't think they're going to even think about ohio state top two if bama beats georgia i think bama will be one georgia will be two and ohio state will have to play georgia instead Uh, so i i think that that's what they're going to do there's no way that they'll do bama georgia part two two weeks later there's no way that they will separate that no matter what um so and by the way that's the scenario that Notre Dame absolutely can't have. Um, Alabama can't beat Georgia because then it absolutely there's no way Notre Dame can make it. Um, but Georgia's going to be favored by seven plus in that game. I've already heard seven, seven and a half. Wow. Yeah, I've heard that. That's kind of the this the line as of right now. But uh, and and I usually am skeptical uh, of those rumored lines a couple weeks out that get tweeted out. Um, it's like this would be the line if these two teams played. Whatever. But Ohio State, Michigan, for the last like three weeks, uh, I've you know the, the same people have been saying seven and a half, seven and a half, seven and a half, and I thought that was crazy. I thought it'd be fourteen. I thought it'd be double digits for Ohio State, seven and a half. So th- they were exactly right. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to imagine that Georgia, Alabama is probably around seven and a half as well.
1: Wasn't it? Wasn't it nineteen against Michigan State for yeah. Ohio State? Yeah, this they is think in Michigan. They so think, it's a little uh, different. Wow. Still though. But if Yeah, you they add, think- if you even add the three point juice on that, like. They think like is, I think Michigan State is. They think Michigan's that better than Michigan State. I guess yeah, Michigan. Was- Michigan did dominate that game for let's say thirty-five to forty minutes until the end. They did. Um, they, they probably think they're five and a half
0: points better than Michigan State, which to me is ridiculous. I think this should be. In- Honestly, if I was setting the spread, it would be nine and a half. I think if I really had to, I think I'd put it at nine mm-hmm. and a half. I'll be on Ohio State. Just like spoiler alert, uh, I'll I'll be betting on Ohio State one hundred percent. There, that that offense is incredible. Um, I don't give a shit about Asia, Aiden Hutchinson and uh, Ojabo uh, on the defensive line. I, I don't think that Michigan can can score with Ohio State. Um, but, yeah, the, the path for Notre Dame at this point is just they need Georgia to win. They need Georgia to win. That's all they need. They need Ohio State to beat Michigan. They need um, – let's say Cincinnati wins out. Um, just, just I think that would help them. Uh, Cincinnati losing creates a whole conversation that I don't even want – Notre Dame to be involved in because it's like one loss Cincinnati or one loss Notre Dame Cincinnati beat Notre Dame but Notre Dame has a better schedule by far, obviously, but I wouldn't be arguing for Notre Dame to make it over a one loss Cincinnati. Really? So
1: who's Notre Dame playing in the independent championship BYU?
0: <laughs> yeah, I wish that'd be awesome. Actually,
1: they should do that Liberty. Um, no, I wish Liberty that'd be cool. Sucks. Army
0: <laughs> Liberty Army play this week. And I, I, I think it'll be a fun game. I think that'll be a fun game. Army's that'll a lot be. of
1: fun. They're, they're both they've no Liberty's fun too.
0: Um they they're both fun teams, but I uh yeah, uh, Notre Dame they play Stanford next week. They're, they're going to beat Stanford. Um they're going to be 11 and 1. Um they're going to beat 43 straight unranked opponents. They haven't lost since I think it was Duke uh like 5, 6 years ago. Um but candy ass schedule. Oklahoma State is the fly in the U Um
1: obviously. How my Cowboys looking? How do my Cowboys muck it up and ruin your uh and and ruin your CFP chances. They have to beat Oklahoma and then beat Baylor. Um, do you think they can jump Notre Dame if they do? I think they would. Yeah. Ooh. I would love to see, and this is just because I'd love to see a Bama loss. Oklahoma State goes two and zero against Baylor and Oklahoma, and then Mark's sitting there on a Tuesday waiting to see the number four team, and it comes up with the with the Bo the was it Boo Pickens. T boom Pickens, the T boom Pickens Cowboys going to the playoff. Kyle's Cowboys. Uh,
0: yeah, you're a big Cowboys guy. Um, I mean, That's a big Cowboys podcast. That no, it's not. You're a big Cowboys guy on the podcast. You I just the, like their makeup. The I like podcast. their chemical makeup. Um, no, I, I mean it's it's hard because I don't think Oklahoma State's good. Like just like flat out, like I don't think they're that good. Uh, I think you're wrong. Um, but they've taken care of business, so you know you, you have to give them credit there. Um, I think the team they lost to sucks. Like, absolutely sucks. I think Iowa State sucks. Um, so that that hurts for, for me. I'm I, I honestly, Notre Dame is 11 and 1, 12 and 1, Oklahoma State, Big 12 champion. I'm going to think Notre Dame's going to deserve to get in no matter what happens these last two games because I don't think Oklahoma and Baylor are that good. But I, I will say that I, I'm not going to go crazy, I'm not going to be like you fucking idiots in the committee putting Oklahoma State in. Uh, it's just it would be a close call, I think. And I think Oklahoma State probably would get in, and I'd probably be like, uh, oh, whatever. Uh, but I think that – well, we won't have to worry about this because I think Oklahoma beats them in Bedlam uh, this weekend. Uh, Oklahoma is a three-and-a-half-point uh, underdog, um, and I will be all over those points, and I'll be all over Baylor next week if Baylor plays Oklahoma State. That offense just isn't – I don't know. I, I don't believe in the Oklahoma State offense. I know that they killed TCU. They, they only scored like 23 against Texas Tech. I know it was a shutout, but the defense is legit. Defense is every bit uh, of worth its ranking and whatever. Offense, I'm not so sure. Will you give my
1: Cowboys their due if they beat Oklahoma this week? What do you mean by their due? Are they a Super Bowl contender or a playoff contender? Um, no, no. they're a Super Bowl contender. No, no,
0: <laughs> I, I, I don't think that they'd be a no, uh, it, it would take both wins for me to probably admit to it, but okay. um, I, they'll be ranked sixth next week. Um, if I had to guess, because I don't think, unless Cincinnati loses. They'll be ranked sixth for me next week, right behind Notre Dame at five. Um, And they'll take Michigan's spot after Michigan loses to Ohio State.
1: All right. Well, let's see if P roundup. You got anything else before we get off this pod?
0: Oklahoma is a weird thing. They were 13 in the playoff last week. They could technically still beat Oklahoma State and then avenge their loss against Baylor. And maybe we're sitting here talking about a one loss Oklahoma. I don't want um, to even get into that now. This,
1: so. this team smells like frauds.
0: By the way. I didn't even mention like the actual result of the Notre Dame game. I know they played Georgia Tech, power five, power five school. They were up fifty two to nothing at halftime. They were up fifty two to nothing at halftime. They won the game fifty five nothing.
1: Jeff Collins used to coach at Temple. Okay, don't don't feel. Georgia Tech and Texas Tech are not that
0: different. <laughs> like let's just get, let's just get that apart. Texas Tech is not worlds better than Georgia Tech, and Oklahoma State won that game twenty three to nothing instead of fifty five to nothing. So
1: Texas Tech definitely has like this this air raid. Gunner quarterback who probably will be like a fourth round pick in the NFL. So I'm going to say Texas tech is a lot better than Georgia tech. And even though they don't play, even though they don't run the option anymore, they will always be an option team in my book.
0: Yeah, no, that's definitely how it works. Like it, all the service academies are option teams, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of if they ever stop running it.
1: Navy temple is going to be the worst game in college football history. You said
0: that the worst, it's going to be the absolute worst. Um, Navy is going to have these like nine minute drives that they end up punting from the 40, 40- and having these like 15 minute field goal drives and Temple, I-, I was like, I was actually looking into it because I wanted to bet Temple. And then you look at their like recent games, and it's like they might be the worst team in the country.
1: Well, the the starting quarterback is in the transfer portal. Uh, there's like seven other guys in the transfer portal. Uh, a bunch of guys came out this week said how Rod Carey is uh, just a terrible coach, how he's just an asshole. The strength coach put a picture of himself in one of the uh, their running back transfers from Florida who was supposed to be a, uh, a big-time player on this team. Uh, they kicked him off the team, and the strength coach put a picture of himself in the guy's locker. So every time he pushed his coat in and opened up his locker to get his cleats and his practice gear, there was a picture of the strength coach. That's bizarre. Strength coaches are the wildest people in the world. Yeah, they really are. They really They're nuts. Are. They're nuts. Could you imagine opening that up and being like, oh, shit, there's coach so-and-so. Yeah. So that's what we're doing with right now. Like, like, like the the, the transfer portal is littered with temple players. Uh, The punter to this week, we got a, we converted a fourth and 14. He spikes the ball. We get 15 yard penalty called back. It's just, it's just the, just the encapsulation of, of of temple football right now. Hashtag fire Rod Carey, Rod Carey, please be fired. Thank God for temple basketball. And even though they've sucked early, they did beat Elon and, uh, and, and uh, Aaron McKee might've figured out that offense. So That's the podcast, unless you have anything else. That's the podcast. Rate, review, subscribe. Hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, Subscribe to us on YouTube. Look out for that video coming out probably around 9, 10 uh, a.m. tomorrow of the Eagles. Um, Who did we just play? Uh, Eagles Saints uh, postgame reaction. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on TikTok. And uh, we'll talk to you on Wednesday.